Hey, the big dreamer, Ogasa, Ogama. Oh, yeah, welcome to the fourth episode in the second season of the Big Dreamers podcast. I am your host, Difisayo. This is a community where we share our big dreams and how we can overcome the odds of life, thereby growing together. Our focus this season is on Nigeria, and I will be discussing with my several guests and how we can continue to dream big and make an impact in spite of our several problems we face in Nigeria. Today, my guest Trilogy Donwo will be sharing with me a different paradigm on his perspective to Nigeria and life generally. So sit tight, drive carefully, do not be too comfortable on that bed. Just make sure you enjoy the podcast. Good evening, Chude. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How's your day been? Um, it's been a good day because I came home early, which I always love. Yeah, and um, it's raining, so I have an excuse not to take a walk this evening. <laughs> so you do this every evening? What? You take a walk, I take every, a walk evening. every evening? Yeah. That's interesting. So thank you for joining the Big Dreamers podcast. It's a pleasure. I'm looking forward to it. So for those who do not know you, can you tell us more about you? What do you do? Yeah. So I say that um, I read, I write, I watch movies. Um, I eat and I help people achieve unleash their fullest potential that's like an humble way of telling us what you do <laughs> well are you asking me to recite my profile oh, no, well just feel free to say anything I mean, that's, how, that's how I see myself if there are mm. specific things um, mm, I'm founder of a company called Red Red is a group of media companies I'm founder of a company called Joy Inc uh, we call Joy Inc. a safe space company, creating safe spaces across the continent. Um, I'm a journalist. I've been a journalist for uh, this 2019, so for 19 years. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, where was I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like a summary. There are a lot of, I've done a lot of things in my life. So that's kind of like a neat summary of those two things. All right, so you're the first person I meet that I really do enjoy watching movies without feeling guilty about it. Mm. After mm. having a conversation, I'm with happy you. that you met me then. Yes. So then, what was the idea? Behind? I actually have movie days. I have days when I go to every week. Spend, yes, or every just once a month. Every week. Last week I saw four movies. You have a budget for your movies then. How much is movies at um, Sule Cinema? Six hundred naira. <laughs> okay. And the Indomie is one thousand. They allow you to go into the cinema. Yeah, so that is an yeah, part just Are by you the serious? That's thing. interesting. Yeah, marketing them. Okay. Well, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm no, actually, that's I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So it's very cheap. Like, for, for movies, it's like two, four. That's interesting. I'm just doing that for the first time. So. Yeah. All right. So, what started? What was the idea behind starting Joy Inc.? Joy Inc. And yeah, tell us more about I that. To live, I wanted to live a more joyful life personally for myself. This is a very selfish company. I wanted to live a more joyful life and I wanted to also teach people what I was learning about living a joyful life. That's why I found Joy Inc. Joy Inc. Is, at essen- is at its essence a teaching company. So would you say you were not joyful? Yes, I wasn't. I had moments of joy. Now, of course, rookie mistake always to, to assume that accomplishments lead to joy. Very accomplishments true. lead to happiness. Well, that's what we... That's <laughs> Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. What's the difference between happiness and joy? Happiness is what you feel when things happen to you. Happiness happens. When you take ice cream, you're happy. When you happiness is a is a 
is an emotion. Yeah, um, joy is a state of being. Joy is when you wake up in the morning and you're happy just because. I think it's been a while everybody has been that joyful. Yeah, I know that. That's why I want to teach it. And I'm not like that 100% of every day. I'm like that probably 90% of most days. And 70% on bad days. I mean, I've been one day when I've been like 50%. And this, maybe it was in December, I shared about it on my social media when I, I almost fell back into depression. Um, but apart from that, since I came out of depression in 2016, I've been living a joyful life. I was going to say something, but you know, let no, me. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> well, with the way the media is, so we like mm-hmm. focus more on social media. You mm-hmm. see that everybody is celebrating because you mentioned happiness is what happens when you're celebrating your wins. Yeah. And you, oh, you constantly see your your colleagues, or your friends, whatever, yeah. celebrating their wins, and then you want to get get into that hole because. You either feel like it's the right thing to do, you mm-hmm. don't see anything wrong with it, and you also feel like, oh, I have arrived, I've mm-hmm. accomplished. But there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. I'm not saying that happiness is bad. I'm just saying happiness is not joy. Okay. Not, happiness is good, you know, um, to have accomplishments, to achieve your goals, to make yeah. money, to yeah, build brands. Those are good things. Yeah. Yeah? Um, and, they, and in the world that we live in, they... If you create a good brand like your product you're doing now, then you add value to the world. That's a yeah. good thing. But that's not going to that's not that you can't live a life waiting for things to happen before you feel good about yourself. So share more about that. How did okay, go yes, that's what it is. If you're waiting until you accomplish something before you feel a sense of peace and and fulfillment as a human being. That means you have outsourced your happiness to people and things. You sound like a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, again, that doesn't look. I'm not a. I'm not a Zen master or something. I'm not always calm. You know, I'm not always. I, I deal with anger. Yeah. So that's why I say seventy percent of the ninety percent of the time, ninety percent of the time. I mean, I deal with anger. Less and less, you know, these days. Um, but it's the fact that I mean therapists know. Uh, and I've, I mean I'm not I'm not a qualified therapist in any way. And people have been trying to push me to even do uh-huh. coaching and I don't coach. Um yet. Mm, um, right, exactly. But therapists have studied psychologists, especially psychiatrists, have studied the science of happiness, mostly of of not of happiness, of emotional and mental well-being, and they understand the physiological foundations of what makes us happy. They also understand the mental foundations of what makes us happy. So, um, when when a therapist asks you, when someone says they are unhappy, a therapist asks you questions. The therapist is trying to help you see what they know because they've studied it. Okay. So the therapist says, "Well, I'm depressed." The therapist knows that the depression is a state, is a. State is a meant I want to use the word I don't want to sound like a therapist I don't want to okay. u- use their language okay um, a therapist knows that the thoughts that cause you unhappiness are things that Buddhists call mental formations and so a therapist is piercing through the cloud the dark cloud of unhappiness to help you find the thoughts or the action that is leading to the unhappiness essentially what they are doing they have the tools they have the training they have the skills, they understand, to guide you. Because the mind is a very, 
It's a very dangerous place. Very fragile, yeah. Yeah, so that's why so therapists are they understand all the triggers and all the fail safes and etc. So if they are asking you questions and they are moving you, they are trying <laughs> to help you navigate your own mind. That's what they are doing in essence. Um, and even when even those psychiatrists who give drugs, the drugs for people who have mental illnesses are drugs to help them sort through the cloud of their own minds. That's what the drug is about because our minds are connected to our bodies. There are all kinds of neurons and transmitters in our brains. And so all those drugs are supposed to help you. It's supposed to like calm down so we can think clearly or feel clearly. That's what they're doing. Um, but it's still they're still working on your mind and your heart, on your thoughts and your emotions. So did you have to research all this when you're starting this company? No? Yes, because of I course, know of okay. Course. I mean the reason why the board of advisors of uh, the lady I was speaking when he came here is Dr. Abiri. Dr. Abiri was my therapist who helped me go out of depression. Okay. And she is on the board of Joying. Joying's board is made up of professors from Yale, from from um, Fordham, from Yaba, and all of mm-hmm. that. Uh, so, so I I, I I I deeply respect the work of therapists. It's very important. I don't think that therapists are the only people or are the right people for every situation, but they are the safest options. Why only therapists on your board? That's not my business. Because <laughs> I believe I know what I know. The the work that I know that I do. I know I I learned it. I, I self taught. Mm-hmm. I some of it is intuitive, it's learned by my own experience. Okay. But I also respect rigor. I think that having professionals who have studied this on your board forces you to be very careful and to be thorough in the things that you recommend to other people. So sometimes people call me to my help them, families, companies, people to help them deal with things. And I often say to them that I want to have a therapist in the room because the therapist says, ah, I think that's, not, I, I'm not comfortable with that. And then you and the therapist discuss Like it. a lawyer. <laughs> exactly. So I said, it's, like a, it's like a quality control. Yeah. So I deeply respect it. I don't think that they are the solutions to all problems, but I think that they are useful um, counterweights. Because the, the world is full of The best Nigerian I'm hearing that right. came out of depression right. through a therapist. Oh, for real? Like in Nigeria. All right. Yes. Well, um, Betty Rabo has spoken about it. Her book, um, Morning Dew, okay. has spoken about her work with um, her therapist who helped her. And, his, and I think she's still working with her therapist, helping her through depression. You know, I'm one of the lucky ones. Um, I'm not lucky. I'm one of, I, I, my, my own trajectory was different. My therapist, after I think one month or so, three months, I forget, said, no, today you can sort this out by yourself. She said, I've given you the, the foundation. You don't need me anymore. So she was giving you the freedom to live. Yes, she thought that. Because I know I was, it's a constant thing, especially in America, it's a constant thing. Yes, you don't so, stop. so yes, and, 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 yes. So I'm very grateful to her because she told me the truth. I did think that I, I think she was right because I mean I've not suffered depression since 2016, and this is just three years. I'm not afraid of depression. So I mean, depression is a terrible thing. I don't want to have it <laughs> again, but I'm not afraid of it. Um, so. So it turns out that she was right. At least for three years, she has been right. I think she'll be right for the rest of my life. But what happened was that when she left me, I continued to search by myself. I continued to learn. I continued to read. And more importantly, I continued to practice the things that I had learned to do. So this is not a conventional business that people start in Nigeria. Mm. Except it's a hospital. Yes. So how then did you find navigating the business and social space in I've Nigeria? I've navigated it. The Joy Inc. isn't really making any money. 
Um, I think we just started making money actually. Because the joy retreats for for a long time, for the past six months, I haven't really, I've not done a masterclass. I haven't done a, um, an event. I'd refuse to do any consultancy for anybody because I just wanted to watch movies and read books. And people say, of course, you have money. I'm like, really? Really? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm certain that they know that I'm not as rich as Moabudu. I'm not as rich as Nendaikeji. I'm not as rich as Dangote. I'm not as rich as Tony Lumelu. And these are not people that spend time watching movies. So it's certainly not because I have so much money that I'm deciding to live my life that way. I just decided that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to spend months. I worked on a presidential campaign from October to February. Phobia Gale as a question. I was the ED of the campaign. I didn't talk about it then. I think the first time I'm even telling you. <laughs> when I came out, <laughs> I was exhausted. It was a very difficult ex- and I wouldn't have done it if Obia Zekwesile wasn't my second mother and if I didn't deeply believe in her. I believed that Nigeria needed her needs her. But by the time I finished with it, I was completely exhausted. And I needed time to myself, and so I took um, March, April, and May to watch movies and read books. Wow. Um, That's you live your life to the fullest. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and I could have made more money. I could have made, but you know, it's, the trade off isn't worth it. it. wasn't worth it as far as I was concerned. Um, so Joy Inc. hasn't really made money. Joy Inc. is funded by me. Because even the donations people make to the Joy Hub don't go into pay my staff or etc i pay my staff myself um from my investments and from other things that i've done so it's just now that i'm not well, don't you want to have like an international uh partnership no why, why? i don't know i've just not thought of it okay i mean no sorry let me answer that we know i've had international partnerships we worked with yale with the professors at yale for our master classes to do the audit of the impact after so we've done that. We've had partnerships. Um, we worked with the NOI Post to release Nigeria's first national depression report last year. Um, we're going to be working with, um, if we get funding for the new research we want to do, we're working with international partners. So I'm not averse to international partnerships. So asking because of funding? Yeah, I mean, and I'm open to funding. I mean, the head of funding at Joy Inc. is looking for funds for some of the research we want to do. But with or without the funding, I will do what I want to do. <laughs> like, um, First of all, you have to remember that I'm not just, I didn't just come out of school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 19 ha- years, people. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I, I, have, I have a business that I'm a co-founder of and I'm still on the board of. I have investments that I have made, you know. Um, so it's not as if I'm, I'm not living like Jesus Christ, just waiting to turn water into wine and turn 12. But there are some things I just, I choose to do what I want to do when I want to do it. But not everybody has luxury of time and decision. I don't think so. I think people do. I have a lot of my friends who would not do what I'm doing at this level. I could do it. I mean, like I told you, I'm not as rich as some of the people I've called. Um, it is possible to... I mean, yes, I always say to people, you have to make enough income to cover your basic needs and to take care of yourself if you have an emergency. So by all means... Hustle, do whatever. If you choose, if you see, I don't want to argue with people that oh, I can't do whatever you need to do to get to a place of stability. But you need to get to a stage in your life where you know that you can afford to live the life you want to live. And many people don't know when that time is. They think they have to keep working. 
So walk so, me through Tuesday before mm. uh, Joy Inc. and mm. Tuesday discovering what you oh just my said. God. <laughs> Tuesday before Joy Inc. And <laughs> I'm still recovering from the physical illnesses I caused on myself because of the, how hard I was working, my back, my 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 neurological, my muscles or whatever they call that. Yeah. Oh God, I was working so hard, and even now it's still in my DNA. So. Yes, I was like, oh, I've not, I've not replied to people's messages in like a week. Like you now, look at how long it took me to reply your message. And I'm not like, I wasn't like that until June. And the brother said, oh, I thought that, and I'm sorry for touching without permission. Uh-uh. I thought that, um, I thought you had found a way to figure this. I'm like, yes, but I entered into this, my busyness now. And now I've lost all my control of myself. Paper is my co-founder. Yeah. Um, because you know, I'm used to being busy. Being busy is very comes very easily to me. I would get to the office at like eight a.m. or nine a.m. I'd leave at like ten or eleven. I would have four speaking engagements in one day. I'd be in literally in 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 Atlanta today, in Canada tomorrow, in two days I'm in Scotland, and then I'm in Denmark, you know, and all of that. Ah, oh, God, it was stressful. Just even thinking about it now is really stressing me out. Sorry, okay, let's get back to the Tuesday <laughs> of now. <laughs> so, so it's a very stressful and very angry and very insecure and very needy life. I mean, I still have moments of those these days. So, you know, because it's a habit. I spent over 14 years of my life, but uh, I spent all my life, to be honest, living like that, just wanting things and wanting people to love me and to like me and all of that. And... And to be honest, you can function very highly as that you can succeed, you can accomplish your goals, you can, you know, people can respect you and love you. And there's nothing wrong with that because I wasn't committing any crimes, I wasn't hurting anybody, I wasn't doing any illegal business. I was actually contributing to the world. I was helping people, you know, I was saving lives, we were building media platforms. But to yourself, is at what cost? But at the cost of my own peace of mind. Okay. And that's a cost too high to bear. In um, January, nothing about who I'm upset with. <laughs> I said something a few years ago. I'm like, oh, no, no, we love you too much for you to be saying this kind of thing. Um, but I love him. He's one of my favorite artists in the world. Um, said something on Twitter that I remember. It says, anything that take, costs you your peace of mind is too expensive. And I thought, hmm, this is so powerful. And that's how I live my life now. You know, I'm saying, I was just saying the other day, yesterday, I had some people invite me to speak at a conference in South Africa. And you know, I love the company. I was, I, I, I love them. I love the work they are doing. I support it. I have supported them. And they said oh, they want him to fly to South Africa to speak at the conference. I said, okay, I only fly business class to conferences. I, I don't like traveling until I buy my private jet. <laughs> and so, if I'm going to travel to do something, unless it's something extreme, that without me, the thing won't function, and it's going to help people. If it's, if it's something that the world will run without me, then you know, I have to be comfortable doing it. So I'm like, look. I had to fly business class if you want me to do this. Um, and they say, oh no, this person, and you have to fly me obviously. And this person is flying themselves. He says, ah, I don't know what they are doing for money, <laughs> but me, in my humble abode, this is all I can do. You know? So he came back to me and said, okay, because we're going to pay for people's flights. Okay, I'm going to pay for your flight. Um, but it's economy. I'm like, ah, I'm not going to say this thing. You know? But I'm sorry, at that point. I only fly business for this. Mm-hmm. And they were like, 
and you know, and they were upset. And I understood that they were upset. Five, eight years ago, I might have been upset myself. I probably would have been. But you know, it was just the cost in my discomfort and lack of peace was too much, and the price wasn't worth it. And then I, and I was I was sad because I, I liked them and I wanted to work with them, yeah. and I thought I'd lost them. And I, I was com but I was comfortable with that because it won me my peace of mind. I did what I thought was the right thing to do at the time, and that's all that mattered. Turns out that this year they invited me again. I'm like, oh wow, I love them now because <laughs> I can see that they respect, you know, people's choices. But I didn't do it because I thought they were going to come back. I did it because it was the right thing to do, and that's how I live my life. People often ask me, why didn't Red Media work for the Statecraft work for the Buhari campaign last year? I said because I didn't want to. And it sounds so ridiculous. I'm like, to be honest, I didn't want to. Now maybe I would have made a different decision, but at that time I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> It didn't matter who was calling us, who was, I just like, I don't want us to do that. So that was it. So I do things I want to do when I want to do them, um, how I want to do them. So I'm like, bossing with so many questions in my head right now. Go I ahead. had a previous guest, Bella Rose. Well, she's one... amazing. <laughs> I'm unhappy with her. Bella Rose, I'm unhappy with you. <laughs> and one of the things she said is that people are, um, she wants people to be less selfish. Hmm. Like I said, one of the things you want to see change in Nigeria, and she said, if she wants people to be less selfish, people mm. are always looking out for their own pocket alone, uh, mm. their own day. So now, now, now I'm liking this to what you're saying, that like you were trying to get what was right for you. Yeah. I call it the difference between, it's not selfish, it's self-fool. Okay. My, one of my mentors, Inyala Van Zandt, says, my cup runneth over. Until my cup is full, it cannot run over. Mm. What's in what's out of the cup is for your what's in the cup is mine. So until my cup is full, mm. I will not I will not give you because I have to be fine for me to take care of you. That's true. Yeah. There's a reason why you this is the analogy, it's a very simple one. There's a reason why when there's an emergency in an airline they tell you first put on the oxygen mask first. They project an imagine another person because you are more likely to help that person from a place of fullness and safety. And it's not all That's what it is. People say to you, oh, but people are dying, people are dying. I'm like, and that's unfortunate. But we need you to take care of yourself so that you're better able to take care of the rest of us. So, looking back at when you started Joy Inc. Um, and the economic, will I say vices? Mm -hmm. Um, what have been the highest constraints, like I've been in business, even for joining and Red Media together in Nigeria? Mm. I think the biggest constraint people have in Nigeria is a lack of, first, a skilled labor. There is a huge, huge effectiveness and capacity gap with many staff in Nigeria, even at the highest, highest. <laughs> um, um, you see, you hear, I mean, I hear of big MDs, bank MDs, you know, it is, it is, who are frustrated, like, are you okay? It's like, you know, it's because they're frustrated. Just a huge gap. And because many of them grow very fast. We say that Enjoy Inc. We want to grow very slowly. Because we want to spend time building our managers and building our people and giving them the skills. Before we do new things, we want to ensure they've done the first thing well. Um, because mm, I've interesting. Run, yeah. I want to grow very slowly. It's a very deliberate decision to grow very slowly. Um, I mean, that wasn't the same thing with Red. Red grew very fast. Um... But so skilled labor is a huge problem. If I tell you that Red just set up an entire training, training facility called RedX to train its staff and then to train others. One of 
it's one of the best media schools in the country at the moment. I can say so myself, even if I say so myself. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the one thing. The second thing is lack of role models. We don't have a lot of properly run businesses with, global, with best practice um, in Nigeria that younger entrepreneurs can learn from. We don't have businesses that have recyclable, repeatable, learnable processes. You know, so when we ask people to train others on business, they keep telling you work hard, <laughs> you know, persistent. Like, yeah, but I'm already persistent. It's not really working out for me. And that's because we've had a tradition of businesses in the, in the country that didn't depend on proper processes. They depended on patronage, they depended on government, they depended on uh, who know who, which, I mean, to a, an unhealthy degree, you know, they didn't depend on on proper processes that can keep the business running even after the founder is dead. We have a lot of entrepreneurs who dip their hands into their businesses and collect income, violate processes, who rob their own companies, who are CEOs of boards and use the company money to buy their own property. We have all kinds of things that happen in our corporate space, even for the people we deeply respect in quotes. And so young people now struggle because they don't have the actual tools to build something of value mm. that can last Transcend. and grow and grow even beyond them. And you think about it, and I don't say this because people think about it, how many companies do you know where the person who founded it, like I have done, left the company after running it for 10 years? In Nigeria? Yes, in Nigeria. Yeah? Um, I'm inspired by my role models. I'm inspired a lot by some of the businesses I respect. If you want to answer the question. Yeah, I'm trying to leave all the company. Uh, number of good ones. Corona schools is one. It's um, done well. Um, God is good mottos yeah. has done that. You know, it did. It it wasn't like it. It wasn't handed over to him pristine. But when he took it over, he rebuilt it. That's Chide, Ajiri. Um I utterly adore um, Troika, Bionu Shobanjo. He's I used done to work that. there. <laughs> really, it's one of my favorite companies. In terms of structure and processes, yeah. GT Bank obviously, Access Bank too. Um, so there are very few. There are too few in too many crucial industries. So people like everybody, we have it, everybody has to learn afresh. Everybody has to learn afresh. You know, as as if businesses have not happened in the past that we could learn from, and that's a shame. So how were you able to overcome some of this? I know one of it. You say you're starting a training school. Yeah, I'm in our business. It's a training school. Um, enjoy Inc. We're spending this entire year training our people. Just training, just training. Um, Red, yes, obviously, the training school. Um, some of our other businesses that I've done, it's also the same thing. The training. We, even if it's a, even if even if it's a food business, you train the salespeople. You train the chefs. Mm, you, know, you train them. That's good. Yes, you say you want people to deliver X number of plates. In a day, you have to work. But then there's with a problem of return on investment when well, they leave. Well, there's already a, a problem of <laughs> loss on non-investment. Well, <laughs> so true, true. many years ago, I read one of the most powerful books. People always say, "What if I train them and they leave?" Mm -hmm. And I say, "What if you don't train them and they stay?" Mm. You know. And also, one of our biggest um, competitive advantages that we read is our alumni. The person who does accounting for Joy Inc. now is a former is a former CFO of Red, and she does it completely free of charge. Yeah. So any training that, and I don't even think we trained her enough. She trained herself. That we invested in her, I continue wow. to benefit from it for a long time. 
So, you know, this... Um, wow. Yeah, so this thing about... Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you invest it, well, yeah. yeah. So it's like, to be honest, like, you have to train people if they work for you. Like, even if it's one month, they stay with you. We've, look, in Red, we, we train people, they sign uh, a training agreement, but it's non-binding. You know, you go, we've found people to go and do their masters and they come back, they only spend three months and they go. I'm disappointed. It's a lack of integrity. But I don't regret it. Because for the three months the person stayed, I look at it and I say, did the person deliver at a high level of contribution? And I say, yes. And I'm like, that's fine. I wish the person had behaved better. But that's fine. You know? And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm running the businesses. Because uh, people lie that you can't do business this way. They're like, this year we've, done, we've made a big investment bet at Red that we'll share later. Um, doing something that people say you can't do or you shouldn't do. And, you know, and I'm in the process, so we'll find out. <laughs> but um, on the question of training people, it's uh, non-sequitur. If you have people, you should train them. If you had the, if you had a car, you, you would repair it and service it, even if somebody was going to steal it from you. Uh-huh. Good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was reading, when I was reading up your biography, yeah. I saw that for Joy Inc., you donate all... All your profits? Yes, all, all profits, all profits. I do it from Joy Inc. to make money. Um, maybe in the future, when Joy Inc. starts making money, I'm going to take a salary. I don't get paid the salary. And if I take a salary, then I'll take a salary, and the rest of the profit will be paid into the charity. But yes, we just um, finally adopted one charity, um, Olama Cares, who help us run the Joy Hub now. So all the profits from Joy Inc. go to the Joy Hub. Because, and the Joy Hub is now run by us. The Joy Hub supports a lot of NGOs who are working in mental and emotional health. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's where our money is going. So it's a space, like to you, can go if you, because if you're doing work that has to do with mental and emotional health, you can use the Joy Hub free of charge. And so that's where our profits go, yes. So what are the things you say gets you mad in mm. Nigeria from all that you've experienced? Three things. Mm. Nothing. Nothing. Okay, so because you're so joyful, nothing gets you mad. <laughs> so I don't think, you see, anger, anger can be useful, but I think like once a year. And I say that as well, someone who is dealing with anger. Because I was going to say, yes. yo. Yeah. I don't see what anger does for me. I have, a, I have a member of staff that's performing badly at the moment, but I'm so irritated and so angry with him that I lost patience. Now, I could track immediately. I lost patience, and I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, leg- it's le- I'm, I have the right to lose patience. He's supposed to do his work well, but I, the moment I lost patience, his work actually became worse. So, all I eventually accomplished was to let off steam without actually impressing, in, increasing the person's efficiency. Because when people don't feel good about themselves, they don't deliver their best work. Yeah, so I know I'm angry, I'm working through my anger. But I also know that expressing it doesn't help. Look, all the anger... Doesn't it, help. It doesn't, doesn't help. like you just said, help you let out your steam. And then what are you that. going to do with the steam now? You've let it out, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, but there's, a, there's, a, there's an article, a timeless article by a guy called Seneca. He's one, of the more, he's one of the more famous, I think, Greek or Roman philosophers on anger. And he says, everything that anger can help you do, something else can help you do. Rather than get angry at my staff to let off steam, I could have gone to take a walk. I could have done exercise, I could have gone to meditate. I could have done something that would not require me to make another human being feel less than themselves. 
So we don't need anger. And a very good example of why we don't need anger. Nigerians have been angry. Mm, yeah. How far has it taken yeah, us? I'm not saying anger is bad. That we are not. We don't have a right to be angry. I'm saying anger is not the only useful emotion to instigate action. So I don't. I think Nigeria doesn't upset me. Can do J did something with bribe doesn't upset me. Rather, and I told you last year, people were complaining about Buhari, and I'm disappointed disapp- with Buhari. Well, yeah. I mean, second term, there's nothing yet to use to assess him. But first term, I was very disappointed in him. There's nothing yet to use to assess him? No, assess he's not appointed ministers yet. No. Okay. I mean, if he, if he delays too much in appointing ministers, then that would be something to assess him on. But we are in July. He's had just about a month. Based on it's reasonable. Um, first term, I was very upset for the first part of it. But you know, the time when I was working on the basic campaign, I didn't speak out in public once. I didn't spend my time getting angry. I was working. Do you Instead of getting angry, I'll take action. Mm. <laughs> I'll do what I need to do. Yeah. And things I cannot do anything about, I won't waste time getting upset about them. Mm. Mm. So, yet, the thing is, I wanted to know what gets you mad and how or... I know. Unfortunately, <laughs> I can't lie to you. Like, if I get to... When we did the joy retreat, um, one of the, la- the lady who was doing the running the, the, the space... And like, by resorts, they really gave us an amazing discount. And I'm very, they said it's an excellent place. But they did something I didn't like. I didn't like. And you know, I was irritated and I was almost upset. And then I left it. So instead, I took a note, I took the, my pen and paper and thought, and actually thought, what could make them have behaved this way, such a well run place? I said, how can I find this in my own company and correct it? So I focused inwards instead of getting upset with the query result. And then, when I found out that the lady was open to feedback, and I called and said, this is what you did wrong. And this is how you should have done it. And I understand that there are systemic issues here that are stopping you from doing it. But as an employee trying to meet your goal, this is what I would have suggested that you did. You just unnecessarily antagonized us. And you could possibly have lost us as a customer. It took me about five minutes. I wish I could do that every day of my life. Oh my god! Like that was so constructive. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I wish I could do that hundred percent. My life would be much better. <laughs> but that's all I did because I understood. I empathize. I run a company, and sometimes, you know, we go into restaurants and we complain. Our companies are like that. The reason why the waiter cannot replace your food is because the manager gave her a target about how much to sell that day. If the manager didn't give her the freedom to make autonomous decisions, she's going to continue to do the wrong thing. Mm. So, sitting down as a business owner, instead of wasting my time with anger, I'm like, what are the two useful things? Can I help this lady do better? Can I help myself do better? And I moved on. So, the, what then would you want to change? Uh, About Nigeria? Yeah. <sighs> hmm, that's an important question. I'd like to... The most... I think that everything rises and falls on leadership. People always call me, you know, Nigerians, they've left me alone now these days because I've disappeared. Julia, what are we going to do about Nigeria? And I'm like, I'm not the president. <laughs> um, and, you know, people say, let us restructure. Let's do this. Let's do capacity building. Let's take care of education. And I'm, all those things are great. And it's fine for us to solve whatever problems we can see. But I'm like, in 1984, Chile wrote a book called The Trouble with Nigeria. I don't think any other book needs to be written about Nigeria, even though I've done, I've written books about Nigeria after that. Because Achebe said it all. It says Nigeria's problem is squarely a question of leadership. And so for me, the one thing I would focus my energy on is trying to build a pipeline of effective executive leaders, presidents, governors, local government chairs. If you can get that right, leaders lead, leaders set the tone for the performance of entire organizations. 
People don't agree with me. They're like, oh, it starts with you. I say, don't start with me. I'm like, it doesn't start with me, to be honest. It doesn't start with me. No, there are very few nations from Ivan the Terrible in Russia and that one, mad one that did the Cultural Revolution in China and, you know, um, George Washington and uh, what's his name? What's the one? What's that one? I'm mean, going to forget the Lion of Britain. I forget his name. Churchill. Okay. People don't come and no nation that became great became great because suddenly the people came together and decided we'll make it great. No, somebody well, led them well, someone to led make that decision. Okay. Go I was going to point out China. There's um so China. So China, there are two things. Number one, the, they did not. They collectively agreed not. To, I know. Okay, I, I feel like my thought is going back to leadership, but it's leadership. It's leadership. Chairman Mao came in, did the Cultural Revolution, which was a well-intentioned thing to get young people to think more creatively. He destroyed the Communist Party, at least as the official line. Um, and members of the Communist Party, leaders of the Communist Party, came together to, re to re redeem the Communist Party from his hands. And then they changed the direction of China. And it was the actions of those leaders working together that redirected China. So you see what's going on in China at the moment. They're, they're, um, they're trying to, the leadership yeah. are trying to sign a treaty with the US mm -hmm. government. Not necessarily a treaty, but a, a contract saying mm -hmm. that whoever that is not a citizen of China can be collected. I don't know the word they use, right, the but... Treaty, uh, next, I don't know what it is. I don't, I've not been paying attention I've to I've forgotten that. the name of... Mm -hmm. the, but if you see the amount of people, over 10,000 people on the road yes, rallying. That's, yes, that's important. I approve of it. Mm -hmm. I, I've been on... You know me, I've been on the streets to protest. I've been on... Bring back our girls' protests. Yeah. Protest. So I'm saying that people, too, yes. Yes. can drive change. Yes. Um, people can drive... Collectively, people can drive isolated action. It's leaders that l that take that collective action and focus it towards a desired goal. No, me, I agree that leadership. I mean, yeah. Nigeria's problem with leadership. But I was trying to also the, say that I don't. I don't. Look at the right Arabs, now. Look at the Arab Spring. Okay. People came out of the streets bravely, and then eventually somebody else came and took over the government and messed everything up. It's happened in. In Tunisia, it happened in Egypt. You know, so the people came out and expressed themselves, but it takes a leader to achieve results. Mm, because you see, true for societies to be transformed, isolated actions don't transform societies. Sustained, consistent, systemic action transforms societies. And only leaders can make things sustained. It's a hard thing, I know. But Nigerians want to escape. Nigerians want to pretend like there is a fast food way of solving our problems. We've tried all the fast food ways. We had a coup by Zilgo, you know, many years ago. We've had a coup by Murtala Mohammed. We've had a coup by Buhari Muhammad. We've had a coup. We've had fast food solutions. They haven't worked. When are we going to accept that what we need is somebody who sustains the flywheel of our national progress. Until we get it, we are just fooling around. And we are on the way there, I actually think. We'd move faster if we had a, a, a more... We'd move faster if, if, if we had a more effective um, chain of leaders in the country. 
but we're getting there. The fact that our society, our democracy has been has been sustained for 19 years, has helped us strengthen many institutions, has helped us do better on human rights cumulatively, and mm. has saved the nation rights. from feeling yes. I'm just uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, human rights. They're human rights. Um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, my cousin was here lamenting Nigeria is a failed state. I'm like, really? Did you come to the house safely today? He says yes. Were there soldiers on the road? Were the roads completely collapsed? Did you, you know, did the police begin to shoot randomly at you? Know that they don't do it, but mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Um, I was institutions work they don't function optimally they don't function anywhere near optimal and it's like and i like look and he asked me no should they look i said my dear brother look um if somebody gave me a second passport now i'll take it so i have two passports so when i get to the embassy i can present the passport that will help me <laughs> move fast whatever way that's that's possible. action but i don't need to lie that nigeria is a failed state i'll take two passports i will do anything to make my life easier legally and ethically in this country, I would do it. Um, um, but it doesn't mean Nigeria is a failed state. It means Nigeria is a vulnerable state. Nigeria mm. is a failing state, perhaps. I would even concede that. But there are particular indices that indicate failed states. That means that the institutions of state cannot function. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. Yeah. They are not functioning fully. And that's unfortunate because people's lives are affected. But I don't need to exaggerate the problem to take the required action. And it also often turns out that the people who make the most outlandish statements about Nigeria are the ones who did the list to actually change Nigeria. Yeah, that's my problem. And that's why my mantra most times is take action, be the change you want to see. And yeah. that's when, when you yeah. mentioned that we can't, we, we, we're not all leaders. It was like, mm. No, I'm not saying that we're not all leaders. We are leaders in our space. We lead mm -hmm. well. You ask me what will change Nigeria. And I say Nigeria is oh, a modern state that has chosen a particular system of government that requires an effective constitutional leader if you create a system you must run that system efficiently if we want to break it down and every man begins to take care of his own part of the pie that's different but if we are functioned to have a chief executive at the top okay then we have to have an effective chief executive true if the chief executive is not effective the organization will fail or will rub, run suboptimally for a number of years until it eventually runs out of gas. Mm. Everybody feels like we're, we're running to that extent of run out of gas, maybe, by the way. <laughs> maybe. It's possible. Yeah. I don't agree, but mm. it's possible. So there's, there's, there are two things. You said our human rights, and I was flinching a little bit because mm. I feel like with the renew arising matter that the cattles have more rights than we, the humans are like, oh, I've, I've, I've been very vocal about this on my Instagram um, in terms of what should be and shouldn't be. I'm not informed enough okay. about the headsman crisis right. to make um, um, smart statements. Okay. But I think the real problem that has happened is that President Buhari hasn't... Uh, built enough of uh, of credibility with people to make decisions that cannot be suspected of malice. And so even when he does things that he thinks are solutions to problems, people don't believe and trust him. Okay. 
that's my feeling about the entire Ruga thing. But again, I haven't paid enough. I don't pay a lot of attention to the news. Okay. Um, I pay a lot of attention to trends. I pay a lot of attention to systems and consequences. I don't pay attention to the day-to-day news. And so when the Ruga thing came out, unfortunately, I was engaged in another project, so I couldn't spend the time. But I looked in, I spoke to my people, and they were friends of mine who were working on the issue. And they understood the facts of it. And I asked them if they needed my help, they should let me know. And and I, I left it because it was in good hands. <laughs> um, so you're for it? Because I feel I'm, I'm for against it. it. I don't know what, I'm for what? Okay. I'm for what? Um, I don't know anything about the thing, so I don't know. <laughs> and the things I know things about, I, speak, I, I've, I said that, I, I spoke, did an interview before the elections and said, I thought, that, for example, Harry had mismanaged the entire um, cattle, um, what's the um, headsman crisis. Yeah. And his body language had made it seem like some people's lives were better than other people's lives. I did say that. Um, and so when I know enough about the issue to form a clear no opinion, I do, I do say that. My only problem is when they were threatening governors to sign, meaning mm-hmm. that, okay, if you don't, then something is wrong. Why are you threatening? So let's not buttress on that mm-hmm. too much. So before we end today, um, what are the things you want Nigerians to focus on solving, like in their own capacity? Or mm. what are the three things you want people to take more actions on in Nigeria? Mm. <sighs> I want people to get more educated. And I don't mean school, I mean information, I mean knowledge. I was on an interview many years ago. Oh my God. Um, and they asked me something about the economy, about monetary policy. I'm like, ah, my dear sisters, that's above my pay grade. I know nothing about monetary policy. This was on live television. I know a lot of things about some things. I know almost zero about a lot of things. Um, and, and I see a lot of people who speak, who don't have enough information to speak. Okay. And I think this causes much more harm than good. Okay. I mean, for the world generally, too many people speak for the sake of speaking. Um, and we are incentivized to speak, so I understand. I used to be like that. Um, yeah. But it's not, um, it's not the way it's supposed to be. I don't think it's constructive and it's purposeful. I think that we, we have too many, <laughs> have too many have ignorant leaders and influencers and, and people who just don't understand, who are not humble to try to understand how the world works and they rush to action and we will be better served if we had less action and more knowledge so that's the one thing I want people to do I want people to do that people react to articles in the press without really looking at the detail people react to legislation without looking at it and one of the things I like about Nigeria is anytime I deal with the police I'm always reminded of our process people say what's the police doing about this situation i'm like before the police can do something about certain situations someone needs to file a complaint because if not the police will spend their time running the people's houses based on anything and you know people are ignorant of it and people are very quick to say oh the system is bad the system is bad the system is bad sometimes but sometimes we're just not informed enough about the actions we are supposed to take and we don't want to do the work Honest, that's the one thing that I ask want people to do to be more knowledgeable especially about the things that concern them <laughs> I don't want to, you don't need to be knowledgeable about space <laughs> do you understand about all of that I understand. but anything you want to take action on know as much as you possibly can about it 
So there are two things you've said that are, in fact, a lot, but I'm going to mm-hmm. draw the, um, pinpoint two things. No, because you earlier said people complain a lot without taking action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nigeria. Yes, my and then, Yeah, go ahead. And then now you mentioned people should take less action and be more knowledgeable before they take action. Yes. Be more knowledgeable before yes, they take, take action. I don't, when I say take action, I don't mean take too much action. Take necessary action and stand still when you don't know what to do. Okay. That's that's point for I mean food for thought. That yep. also applies to me. Yeah. Applies to me. One of the <laughs> one of my and I used to dislike him when he was president. I appreciate him after President Obama. President Obama was one Are of you the serious? Uh, yeah, <laughs> because he because he defeated Hillary. Ah <laughs> Wow <laughs> <laughs> And you know, I think it was what's the country it was Syria. He refused to go into war in Syria. And I still don't think he gets enough credit for it. Because everybody was like, children are dying in Syria. You know, this man is injecting poisonous gas. That's true. But Obama said, based on all that we know about how America has gotten involved in Iraq and all these past wars, will we do more damage than good if we entered into this situation? Mm. And despite the criticism, he refused to enter until he was certain that it was the best decision. So that's taking investigated decisions? That's, yes, that's taking <laughs> thoughtful deliberate well thought out decision okay. and there's so few of that in the world mm. so few of that i've learned a lot past one hour sitting and it's almost you? one hour <laughs> <laughs> sitting and learning from you and if anybody wants to follow you on instagram yeah. perhaps your youtube or stalk yeah. you how can at I today it's on instagram at chudeity on instagram at chudea on twitter and they can sign up for my blog my daily blog um, with they can go to withtoday.com and sign up. How about Joy Inc? Yes, for Joy Inc. Well, yeah, for Joy Inc. You can follow Joy Inc. at Joy Incredible on Instagram, and our Joy. Uh, Sorry, Incredible is short for for Inc. Inc. I thought it was like American Incorporation. It's for both. Okay. So we look for something that says both. It's, okay. It's incorporated. Interesting. It's incorporated in America. It's incorporated here. So it's okay. Joy Incorporated, but also Joy Incredible. Okay. And on Twitter, it's at our journey is Joy. And if you visit the Joy Hub, um, if you go to joyhub.ng, you get the numbers. If you have anything with anything, it's open. Just step in. When's your next retreat? It's on 16th to 18th of October. Is there a cost down? Yes, there's a, there's a cost. A cost, yeah? There's a cost, yes. I think it's um, I think it's 250K if you want to be in a single room. How many weeks? Okay. Uh, How many days? It's three nights okay. and two days. Okay. It's an incredible powerful, incredibly powerful experience. I recommend it. What Joy Inc. does is it gives people, the, what the Joy Retreat does, it gives people the clarity and peace of mind to make important decisions that they need to make about their relationships, about their careers, and about their lives. I'm going to have to rethink a lot of things after this, when I'm editing this podcast. <laughs> I'm glad. That's my job. My job, that's my job. My job, when I wake up every morning, my affirmations say, why do I wake up every morning? To show people that there's a different way that they can live their lives. That's what's and I wake up every morning. That's my mission. So that's what the joy retreat does. And as you've seen, you've seen some of the videos. People come in with clarity. I have somebody pushing me. I want you to do coaching for me. And I'm like, I'm done, I don't do coaching yet. Like, please don't want to have and I'm like, come for the retreat. So I highly encourage anybody, especially busy, high pressure people who haven't had the time to spend time with themselves. Young, you know, I tell young people. Before I used to have sympathy on people, I'm like, I don't want to encourage them because this is a heavy spend. But based on what I saw, one of the ladies who ends the list income, I came for the last retreat, 
has already signed off. Says she's already signed off for the second one. Because when I see what it helps people do in their companies, in their relationships, I'm like, if you can't afford it, begin to save. Begin to save because it's a hugely important platform for people who think they are facing so much pressure and they need to breathe mm -hmm. and make important decisions. Mm -hmm. it's, and the tools I use for the job thing are not my tools. They are tools from, from, from Louis Hay, they are tools from um, um, Katie Bryan, they are tools from Teacher Nan. These are not my tools. I just use what I've used for myself to help people spreading make the love spreading yes. giving back yeah absolutely thank you very much again thank you. for thank joining you. this was a fun conversation i like having good conversation yay <laughs> so if there are two things i like i said learned from true day today is um be more informed before you take an action don't take an ignorant action make sure you basically can defend whatever it is that you put out there and that's that's a cue for me really um i feel like i am quite informed but can you be really too informed i feel like you need to keep learning your your every day is a constant learning ground for for you i think the other thing is what i also pointed out which is well that one is more of i want to reiterate it i want people to know like you really should be less of a complainer and more of an action I gave a um, story in some podcast back. You can go listen to maybe my first or second episode. Or you know, so many. <laughs> I say this. I always keep. I keep saying it that the reason why I say podcast uh, or how I started. I was, if you have been following this podcast, you would know I'm using Anchor and app to record my podcast. And I didn't just start with all the phones ready. I basically leveraged on what I had. I didn't have to complain. Oh, I don't have a mic, a professional mic to record. I don't have whatever it is. I took an action. I, I found a solution. Be a solution provider. Don't be a complainer all the time. When you see something wrong, try to provide solutions to it. And guess what? That's where the money is. If you're adding value, you providing solutions, you're adding value to people. I started my YouTube also the same way, using my phone to record my videos before i eventually buy a camera and have a studio now so things will start slowly all you have to do is take that decision take like make that first step be a solution provider don't just be a whiner take that decision and be a doer i'm happy that you they said that and i just wanted to reiterate it really so that was like i, I said so many things that are new to me that i will also have to ponder on and have to like sit down say really does this align with my values and if it doesn't how do i take steps towards achieving a better or making sure i, I, I achieve this goal eventually so yeah i hope you also learned if there's anything you want to contribute if there's anything you want to say if you want to let us know us, um, what you've also learned feel free to follow us on our instagram page at the big dreamer underscore at the big dreamer underscore you would click on the link in the bio and you can you would see leave a voice message and once you click that you can just it will link you to where you need to leave a voice message and that can either be added to the podcast if you're okay with us adding it to the podcast or if you just want to send a message to me <laughs> and you want me to listen on my own just feel free to let me know in the voice message too so i'm happy that you're able to tune into this and i hope you've been inspired i hope you enjoyed it and i am happy i was you know able to accompany you through your day 
<laughs> for the last i don't know over 30 minutes now yeah so that's it i'm really looking forward to listening to what you have to say and till next time don't forget to follow me on instagram twitter my youtube also more of travels i do a lot of tourism video i'm a tourism development advocate um and uh, my blog www.defisayo.com so follow me everywhere at defisayo that is t-h-e-f-i-s-a-y-o defisayo i'll see you next time stay awesome stay inspired peace